The Diatribe podcast promotes unfiltered and honest conversations for people of color. These conversations are centered around real life experiences. Through storytelling, each episode encourages openness, self-love, self-care, and balance. Hey everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Diatribe podcast. I know it's been a while, but I'm back because it's Valentine's Day-ish. But more importantly, it's my anniversary, my wedding anniversary. Happy anniversary, my love. <laughs> Happy anniversary. Thank you. Did we record last year on our anniversary as well? Or was it Valentine's Day? I think we did it like the day before Valentine's Day. Okay. Well, for those listening, today I have my husband as my co-host. Hi. I would say guest, but co-host <laughs> is better. I like guests. I, like, I want to be, uh, <laughs> be accommodated as a okay. guest. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. I just really wanted to record this episode, especially around this time, because as our anniversary approached, we did a lot of reflecting and just brings up a lot of things that we discuss and talk about and feel and all that. So Yeah, we should get into the feels. Yeah, my husband's not like somebody who's on social media, really. No. So a lot of our listeners often ask me to speak more about myself or like our experiences. Because y'all always telling us we're goals. <laughs> <laughs> so I asked you guys to ask us some questions. So I'll just start with that. Yeah, let's start with the questions. Because as always, I don't really have anything planned for the episode. Perfect. Actually, last year we talked about love languages. Mm-hmm. So I suggest you guys listen to that. It was actually a really good one. Um, because a lot of people don't really know what their love language is or what their partners or potential partners is. And it kind of like... I don't know. I feel like those are certain things we should reconnect with instead of looking at the superficial aspects of a relationship. Yeah. And I think that like you have to understand what love language is and like it's it's all a part of being self-aware. Right. Yeah. So like, there's I feel like there's been a lot more focus on like self-love and understanding that. So a part of self-love or a part of being able to love better, I guess, is to understand what your love language is and how you like to be loved and understanding that that might not necessarily be how somebody else wants to be loved if that makes sense yeah so i asked you guys um to ask us some questions and we have quite a few so i'm gonna try hopefully we can get to them all okay um and also sorry if i cough i'm sick (laughs) like i was last on my last episode (laughs) but get well soon i'll be fine i'm on my vitamins and all that okay so the first question is from tiff i don't know if i want to say who asked the question or if i should keep it anonymous Probably anonymous would be best. All right. So this is from somebody. (laughs) (laughs) What is one thing marriage has taught each of you about yourself? Mm, I think that like a lot of people say when they get married, they don't think of like they don't think there's a difference. Oh, you know, it's the same thing. We just had this big party. Um, But I think that uh, in us getting married, it it kind of made us a little bit more of a family in in, in a way, if that makes Mm -hmm. sense. Um, Because I always saw you as family, of course. But I just think it made it like we all have the same last name and we're all on this journey together and like family is forever, you know? So like, um, while I wouldn't say that like a lot has changed, I mean, we grow of course, but I think that that was one of the things that um, I noticed most starkly, I would say. Yeah, I actually agree with that. Um, I actually agree. Like, you I, be like, <laughs> I actually, I say it actually because <laughs> you said that a lot. Like before we got married in the courthouse, mm-hmm. you were like really... Um, placing emphasis on the fact that we would be more of a family unit like i guess even though it's based on a piece of paper um like the words we exchanged and stuff makes a difference too yeah um 
And yeah, I think one thing marriage um, has taught me about myself and, and just us in general is that marriage isn't you marrying this person um, and being with them forever. I think that's so shallow. Mm-hmm. It's more so you're marrying somebody that you are down to grow with and continue changing with and kind of like evolving with and seeing all sides of them. Yeah, I, I would say probably one of the things I learned about myself is that um, in a relationship, there's different phases and like they are, it's not cyclical by any means. But, you know, you could be in a phase where you guys are operating very much as friends or you could operate mm-hmm. as, you know, super romantic lovers and all the all these different ebbs and flows and kind of being comfortable and recognizing that, like being comfortable in each stage and being happy in each stage is good because not all like nothing stays the same, right? Like we're, we're constantly changing and evolving. So understanding different phases and trying to understand how to navigate that is I think one of the things that I learned about myself. Yeah, that's very true. Do you think you've grown a lot since we first got married? Um, I think, I mean, I'm still six feet. So like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, have I grown a lot? Yeah, I, I, I think so. I think more as a family unit. and less, That was such a dad joke. I know, it was the worst. It was the worst. <laughs> but at least you laughed. That's what, like, what I deal with, guys. That's uh, what I live with. You're welcome, listeners. Um, I think one of the things that I would say is that uh, I've definitely grown in the sense that I don't think of myself as an individual anymore. Like, so all actions have three separate set of consequences at times. Not in a negative way. It could be a positive way. It could be whatever the case is. But when I'm weighing a decision, it's never just like, what does this mean for me? Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, what does this mean for my family? And, mm-hmm. and kind of thinking of those things. Um, so that's definitely one of the ways that I think I've grown the most is just being able to kind of have that understanding of okay when i'm thinking about something or if there's something major going on or if there's something that's going to have an effect on us um it's truly all of us right so making sure that we're understanding that there's outcomes for everybody involved and yeah that's one thing one area where i've grown where have you grown my love oh my gosh but still big (laughs) thank you (laughs) (laughs) um yeah so that perfect (laughs) perfect um i feel like in so many ways like in ways i communicate i know i talk about that a lot or like mention that a lot Mm -hmm. but like in ways that i communicate i feel like not in not to compare it but when i think about past relationships like my communication was not effective at all almost non-existent Mm. um i've also grown like just honestly in so many ways because our situation is unique um, when we got married, it wasn't just me and you and us figuring out how to navigate life as a husband and wife. It mm-hmm. was me, you, and our child, our baby. Yep. So we like jumped into family life right away. Mm-hmm. And it was like three lives that we had to take into consideration. So I think it's just like I've grown in terms of understanding the bigger picture of life and like how much bigger we are than just like we often talk about that, you know. Yeah. We often yeah. talk about how there's us and then there's the whole world. Anyways, I'm going on into a whole different conversation. <laughs> <laughs> what, but but what, what I think is interesting, and maybe this is something you'll, you could agree or disagree with me on, is that like, I think probably over the past year, as like our daughter's gotten a little bit older and um, out of the baby phase and more kind of in the toddler, she's learning a little bit of independence. We have a little bit more time for ourselves. I think that I'm learning more as a husband now than I am because like as soon as you have a baby you're like crash course in parenting like all in with the yeah. parenting you're you're learning how to be a father you're learning how to change diapers you're learning what this means you're learning what that means you know it's a, it's a lot it's a really big crash course but I think probably over the past year or so I've really grown more into kind of 
understanding my defined role as a husband specifically yeah. not just as like a member of our family if that makes sense yeah wow yeah it's true and we talk about that we talk about it's only like a few months ago that we sat down and we're like what the fuck <laughs> how what can we do for our relationship you yeah, know of course. we never it's not that it wasn't a priority but you don't realize that it look starts to look different when you're full-on parental mode mm-hmm. but anyways i'll move to the next question because we got a few yeah, <laughs> that I, was just one <laughs> i'm gabby i'm gabby we're not gonna get through <laughs> these questions you verbose okay so how do you both maneuver the traumas you're healing independently while being married mm. how do we R- repeat the question how do you that. both maneuver the traumas you're healing independently mm-hmm. i guess healing from independently while being married so these questions that were asked on instagram you only get like 10 characters got you so all i can answer um from my side while you think about it my love because I, I see you still processing yeah we didn't look at these questions and you know script it beforehand we're just answering it as we read it yeah um it's interesting because i can speak for myself when i say we were married uh, we got married when i was pregnant and I wasn't even aware of a lot of traumas that I needed healing from at that time. Mm. So what's wild for me is that like, yes, I was working on it while I was on my own before I met you. Um, I had just started not long before that. Mm-hmm. And I was just like dipping my feet into the spiritual world and stuff that allowed me to like explore different ways of healing. True. But also with being pregnant, like it just opened up a whole different world, you know, like my inner child traumas and inner child wounds and things like that started coming out. And it came out because I was being prepared to tend to my own child. That's right. And I guess it was tucked away in my subconscious, um, like most of us. And it just like all came to the forefront. So what I learned quickly, at least, you know, I struggled with it for a while and took me a while to figure out how I was going to work on these things. But what I learned quickly was that this was independent to me. Mm. And there were things that we could discuss and you could support me on, but that's really it. And you did an amazing job with supporting me, but I really had to like figure it out for myself. And doing that while being a mother brought on a lot of guilt as well, because Mm. you don't necessarily have the time. Yeah. and as much as, you know, you, people can tell each other, make the time, make the time. It's so important. When you have a newborn, you have no time. <laughs> yeah. Time is a little bit of a luxury as a parent, um, just in regular life. Like, I have friends that don't have kids. We have friends that don't have kids. And whenever you see them, like, oh, man, I'm so busy. It's so nice to catch up with you. It's been yeah. so long, whatever the case is. But I think um, from my perspective, I think that, you know, the key is just communicating, right? So, like, if I'm feeling down about something or if I'm feeling unhappy about a certain situation i think one of probably the most important things is to vocalize that so that way maybe you're not walking around on your own thinking like is something wrong did i do something off is there something that's going on that i'm not bringing to the forefront um because like it's okay to feel certain ways it's okay to feel sad angry upset when you're when you're going through, through these types of things but it's not okay for someone to feel like they're responsible for that when they're truly not. That's right. So kind of setting that table and, uh, you know, obviously we have a foundation of trust. So that means that, like, if I tell you that some, I'm feeling a certain way about something, it's really truly about that, um, which I would hope could put you at ease, you know, and, and just allow me to give myself the space to work through that, but allow you the understanding to see what I'm working through. Yeah, that's that's a very good way to put it. And... Um 
So I'll just go to the next question. Go, you ended that perfectly. Let's do it. Next question. So um, <laughs> <laughs> um, what keeps your love strong? Oh, these muscles, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Y'all getting dad jokes this entire episode. Uh, <laughs> that's true, yes. But my, um, yeah, I, th- I think um, what, keeps our, <laughs> what keeps our love strong is that, uh, I don't know, you just, we just, we just, uh, we're good together. Like, you're my best friend and we, you know, there's that plus the added bonus of, like, the things that you do and the way that we are, I, I'm very incredibly attracted to you, so... Uh, I think we operate well in so many different levels. And then you add on the fact that we have this, like, this bond through our daughter. It helps. Hmm. Thank you, my love. You're hmm. so sweet. I'm just looking into your eyes and I, I see the emotion. Hmm. Um, for me, what keeps our love going is no matter what, like, we go through the same challenges other couples go through. And what I really like take pride in is the fact that no matter what it is we consciously choose to get out of it together Mm. it's never a question of doing it on your own or is this gonna work it's like no it is because no matter what it is or what happens or what goes on um as long as i can like wake up next to you and go to bed next to you it's Mm -hmm. that's it like nothing is more important than that and something that you said once that i always remember is that there's enough shit going on out there in the world. Mm-hmm. Everything in these four walls needs to be good. Yeah. And I think we do a good job at that, like not just as a couple, but also as a family. Yeah. And we've like provided that safe space for Reina too. And like people in our circle know that this is a safe space as well. And that's outside of, you know, what we're talking about. So the next question is, do you two feel like you know each other inside out? Or do you think there are still parts unknown? You could, you could start with that, my love. Um, I think, like, yes and no. I think we pretty much know a lot about each other, but naturally, we both come from, like, very different childhoods and upbringing, and we come from, you know, crazy different family lifestyles, and we've also been through a lot of things, and I don't know, there's just certain sides to people that, like, are their sides, and it's for them, you know? Yeah, and I mean, not to get too philosophical here, By all uh, means. <laughs> but I feel like um, as you grow and you continue to grow in your life, there's, you're going to discover new parts of yourself yeah. or like you're going to push yourself to to want to be different in some ways or grow in some ways. So I think that like we're always learning about ourselves and in, in turn, we're also always communicating that to the best of our abilities, of course, with our partners. But yeah, mm-hmm. if, if that makes sense. And I think it's important that like, if you feel like you don't know every side to your partner, that you know which sides to explore and which sides to like respect and let them figure out on their own. Yeah. Because a lot of it has to do with like life experiences too and maybe things about you you don't understand or whatever. And yeah, like we're just human beings at the end of the day. We don't own each other, mm-hmm. you know? True. So next question, <laughs> so cute. How do you guys handle disagreements? I can't imagine my pearls getting upset. <laughs> well, Jules, sorry, no names. <laughs> well, in person, uh, um, your pearls does get upset. <laughs> <laughs> sure do. <laughs> uh, I think that we <laughs> we handle disagreements. I think it's something we said earlier, right? Is that like, for me, um, I just think that we're always going to find a way through it. And we're trying to approach a situation with that lens, right? It's like, okay, enough with the argument and the, the disagreements or whatever the case may be. How do we figure out a way to move forward that everybody's everybody's happy or, or we get to the best resolution possible 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 <laughs> you but said it right <laughs> yeah I, I feel like i didn't but that's okay uh 
And, and the one thing that I've learned, especially with regards to that, is like I'm not a patient person when it comes to disagreements. Like I need to seek a resolution immediately. Um, so making peace with that, the resolution may not necessarily come through one conversation um, because typically with you, it's more action based uh, that comes to that, that, that resolves a, a disagreement. So like, you know, I can say sorry all I want, but actions have to speak louder than words. So yeah. I think once you see those actions and you understand that, OK, this is this is good. We're making headway. Yeah. And also, uh, we don't get into disagreements because I'm right 100 percent of the time. So there's no point of disagreeing. Right. Edit that out for sure. Yeah. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> no, we definitely do. And like I do take pride in the fact that I know it's normal for couples to fight, but I feel like we've had one really bad fight, maybe one or two. Mm hmm. And like to the point where we can remember the day <laughs> that it happened. Sure, yeah. And one thing that like I personally had to do for me is set rules during an argument. Mm -hmm. So what's one of our rules? I'm trying to think of the rules now because typically they only come up when we're in an argument and we're not in an argument. <laughs> well, no swearing. Yeah, definitely no cursing. We don't swear at each other. But <laughs> during our last disagreement, my husband Nico did say that I was swearing. Mm -hmm. And I said, I don't give a fuck. Um, hey, you said you just said no swearing. You broke the rules. But we're talking. We, know, right? See, we can swear when we talk, but we can't swear when we argue. Yeah. Because honestly, it's just important because with, you know, the environment I grew up in, there was no, it's like you go for the jugular right away. Yeah. And it left me shook. Yeah. And the <laughs> um, other one I've always been different than the environment I grew up in. For sure. So I don't know. Like, I know I'm, I'm joking when I say that, but we did have one argument or disagreement. I wouldn't even say argument. We literally sit down on the couch and discuss it. Mm -hmm. And I could throw in some curse words. And he told me that. And I was also like, you guys have to understand something about me. I'm gangsta. <laughs> like takes a lot to keep that side of me concealed away. <laughs> yeah, well, it's... Yeah. The, the best... The, the thing I like about the no swearing and the other one that's really important is no interrupting, despite um, I'm always the person who has something to say right away immediately. So that drives uh, me nuts. I have to wait a little bit and try to digest the information that I'm getting. But, you know, I'm very... Uh, I have knee-jerk reactions, as they call them at times. So I don't know why this question is so funny for me. I guess because it's, like, not triggering, but... Like, I'm aware of these things that we do during arguments, you yeah. know? Like, we both are. Mm -hmm. um, next question is, what are your favorite things about each other? I have a whole list. <laughs> I can oh. think of many things. Um, well, my favorite thing about you is that you're very honest. <laughs> and you... Um, one of the things is that you definitely, like, always stand up for what's right, you know? Like, where most people, it can be an inconvenience for them. Um, I think that, like, that's one of your core foundational things is, like, just the other day we were driving by, we saw somebody, their dog was being abused, and, like, we had to pull the car over and be like, yo, what's <laughs> going on? And, like, that's very typical of, like, a day in your life is, like, if, if you see something going wrong or if you see something that's not right with the, like, you know, in, in, in whatever situation, you're always trying to stand up for what's right. So. But, like, not, don't, and also don't make it seem, like, in a nosy way. Like, if I see no, somebody being no, physically no, no, abused no. or something, no, no, like, no. I, it's funny, though, you say that, and I don't mean to change the subject real quick, but since we're on that note, like, we're not the only ones seeing it. And I only step in because I'm literally looking around, like, is no one doing anything? And everyone's, like, you know, shook by it, but they're just walking by. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't make me, like, great or anything. I just feel like everyone should be doing that. But the reality is, is that, like, most people don't. Most people would just be like, oh, it's not my business or whatever the case may be. And it's not it's not a nosy thing at all. Like, you're literally standing up for people that some in some instances can't defend themselves or they need help, but they don't know how to communicate that. And, Listen, dogs uh, and children, that, and, and if that's, it's involving them, like, you can catch these hands. Yeah, and, and that's that's the thing. So, like, I, I love that <laughs> you, you show up like that and you're, you're very... Um, 
yeah, you, you want to do good in the world, which is great. Hmm. Also, you're beautiful and stunning and all those things, and you're funny. <laughs> Anything and else? You, yeah, <laughs> you have long hair, and you ju- you can jump very high. As oh, Rena so. would say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. Um, my, like, off the top of my head, there's so many things I can think of, and, like, I can't even say them all, but my favorite, favorite, favorite things about you are is how genuine you are. Like, mm. and I, I literally, like, I'm intuitive with people and situations and things, and I know, you know, the intention and you, it's just always genuine. And it's even more beautiful when we're somewhere and people meet you or whatever. And they're like, yo, he's good people. And like people go out of their way to tell me that about you. And I'm like, I know, I know it. Um, and my other thing that I love about you is your patience. I know with the previous question, you said you don't have patience during arguments. That's really the only time you don't have patience. But even then, like with just a reminder, like you go back to that um, that space and with your patience comes your level of calmness and low keyness, which I love. Um, I feel like and this is just me keeping it all the way 100. I don't believe in gender roles and all that. But, you know, men who identify as men mm-hmm. or people who identify as men and male mm-hmm. and um, they just when they can't maintain a level of chill when they're addressing um, somebody of the opposite sex or even somebody of the same sex mm. it's just like you can't keep yourself composed and the way you do that is so like alpha and I love that alpha energy about you just one one of the things I'm really attracted to you about just you're so cool like you're so calm all the time yeah you know they call me cucumber out here <laughs> oh my god <laughs> oh my god <laughs> okay what's next what's next what's next okay uh, um we got a love you guys happy anniversary thank you for that thank you how did you guys meet? I, you know what? We're, we'll come back to this one at the end of the questions. We have two more questions because okay. that's going to be a whole story. Okay. Um, what three items would you take with you on a deserted island? Okay. Oh, I don't think that's... I think that was like a bot. Is that what they call it? <laughs> bot? Is that what it is? <laughs> that, it could be, but I don't think that's a bot. I mean, I don't know. Um, Anyways, what, what are three things? Okay, then if it's not, if you're a real listener and supporter of the podcast, we'll answer it for you. <laughs> what would you? What would you take with you? Um, can it be people? Like, what are the rules here? No people. Just items. Just Is that what it I- says? Three items. So strictly items. Cannot be people. Um, potatoes. Okay. Or a potato so I can plant it and continue to grow them. No, you, like... The way I'm envisioning is you can have unlimited of whatever. So like, oh, if unlimited. Bring, like if you're bringing potatoes, you're bringing like. Pff, then okay, then fire. Potato. Okay. Um, water, and oil. And oil. <laughs> so I can tan. Okay. Right. <laughs> on my island all day. Um, I, I think three things I'll bring with me is some music, probably. Oh, but you can uh, sing. Yeah, but I, when you sing, you're not listening to yourself sing. You That's know, true. so I, I would want to listen to some music. <laughs> Um, I would want to bring um, three items. Some music. Oh, man, this is harder than I thought. I know, and you put me under, on the spot. But I think I chose things that I really need. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, so I bring music. I bring... I can't believe you didn't say weed. Oh, my God. Yeah, so I'll probably bring some music. I'll bring some weed. But listen, weed. if I'm on an island, I'm going to grow that somewhere or find it. Yeah, that's true. If, if this is, like, just imaginary, my island already has weed growing on it. <laughs> that's true. That Any island that you would go to. Then I got island. my fire, my oil, and water. Like, those <laughs> e- are my favorite things. Everything else that you need, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I don't know, shit, some pizza. I love me some pizza. 
That's a good one. Unlimited pizza while you're on an island? Pizza, and music? weed, music. Oh my, okay. this is like, okay, we yeah. just created Stoner's Paradise. Paradise Island. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, last question before we get to how did you guys meet? Hmm? How do you guys keep the relationship? <laughs> how do we keep, let me read it because you. <laughs> okay, you read it. This how time. do you keep the relationship you've built strong? Uh, for example, romance, ro- romance, uh, for example, romance and sex and us time with kids. You want to start answering that? Yeah. Um, I think the most important part of that is to be deliberate, right? Um, Being deliberate with your actions. So, like, um, my mom used to tell me all the time that although you're spending time with somebody, it doesn't mean that you're spending quality time with them. And um, Pretty sure I said that, too, but... That's fair. We are, like, channeling each other. Yeah, that's fair. So, I I think when it's time for date nights and it's time for that romance and, and, like, that, that intimacy... Um, I think that it's important to be kind of deliberate with your actions and like don't think that it's going to happen on by accident because like as a parent uh, you don't have that liberty anymore it's like yeah. oh I'm just going to wake up at like 10 and mess around it'll be 2 o'clock maybe go to the gym link up with, like that's not it's a little bit more scheduled than that so be deliberate with your time and if you want time for yourself then be deliberate and put that out there and schedule time for yourself because yeah. if you don't do that um, you could just get lost in doing the 6 million things that you have to do yeah. on a daily basis and also like to keep it all the way 100 our sex life has changed drastically after having a baby mm-hmm. um if i'm being honest like before we had Raina, before we were pregnant we had sex like four or five times a day yep some on a good day which is why we had our daughter yeah yeah but on like then then busier days we still had sex once or twice a day yeah um whereas now it's not that we schedule it but now it's like further in between mm-hmm. and now it's like things you know factor in that decision depending on the type of sex we'll be having yeah like you know sleep what's going on the next day how our day went that's so underrated a lot of people don't factor in these things and just have a lot of resentment towards each other about sex because they don't real they're not you know taking into consideration like hey we're parents now mm-hmm. you're probably exhausted hmm i wonder why he or she is exhausted oh you woke up at 4 a.m like or it's just been a crazy day or you have a lot on your mind a lot on your plate um so like nico said it's important to like maximize on your time so we don't we also don't have like babysitters and stuff like that or like a big village to help us so we know a lot of our quote-unquote date nights are not going to be materialistic they're going to be staying at home mm-hmm. lighting all our candles playing um, some board games playing board games you know or we'll ask each other questions like the other night i just thought of some questions that I would like to consciously ask you as a partner. Remember when we were laying in bed? I do remember. And it was just things like, you know, when's the last time you felt really happy? When's the last time you cried? Um, When, I don't remember what else I asked you, like, what can I do to be better as a partner? You just, like, really need to appreciate the little moments you have instead of, like, overdoing it. Mm -hmm. Even sometimes we're like, maybe we should go for dinner because we never go for dinner together. But what really makes us happy, you know, not necessarily sitting at a restaurant. Mm Mm-hmm. It's spending spending time and like the other thing that i would say about that too is like it's important to talk about it too right yeah. because like um you know a lot of people think that like when you're a parent and maybe your sex life changes in terms of like you don't have as as you don't have sex as often as you used to mm-hmm. um a lot of people can perceive that as like oh you know maybe i'm not attractive to the person anymore or like they make it an ego thing and not in a negative way but more self-esteem thing than i should say ego 
Um, so having that conversation and communicating those things like, hey, I'm, I'm still attracted to you. I love you and I still find you, you know, very sexy. It's just I'm tired today or, you know, whatever the case may be. So like opening those channels of communication um, can maybe help with a lot of that as well, I would say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So now we'll move on to the next or the last question. How did you guys meet? How did both of you know that the other one was the one? How do you want to start with? How did you know I was the one first? Because uh-huh. to, to get into that story. Yeah. Um, how did I know you were the one? I don't know. You walked into the cafeteria with a leather jacket <laughs> on. And that was it. I was smitten. <laughs> oh, my God. You used to, we used to talk about how we met all the time. It's been a long time. Yeah, it's been a minute. All right. You're, so one of the things I fell in love with um, about Nico when we first met is that he's such a good storyteller. Like everything we talked about, he would turn it into or he would explain it as a story. And it just sounded so much better. Um, not that he would sugarcoat it or anything like that. He's just good at talking. So you you go you go to talking. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so how we met was pretty simple. Um, was <laughs> that uh, anyone who knows me knows that I like me a nice Coke Zero. So shout out to all my Coke Zero drinkers. This oh, podcast God. episode is brought to you by Coke Zero. <laughs> um, and I went to the cafeteria where we worked. And uh, in walks this beautiful girl with a, a leather jacket on. And I was, um, I was with my, one of my colleagues at the time that I was very close with. And I said to her, oh, my God, I just saw my, my, my wife. Um, and at that time, you know, it was all jokes and everything like that. Um, but I was fortunate enough to get a job where um, we would see each other a little bit more. Um, and I would just kind of walk around and we would bump into each other. And then from there, uh, a friendship ensued, right? We, uh, we started talking on a really, really deep level. And, and one of the questions that... Uh, you asked me that I think was really something that I had to like it really re- I had to reflect on um, was you know you asked me about my parents and you asked me about my family and like you're the first person I've ever met that wanted to get it that took an interest in me and like wanted to get to know like how did this person that's standing in front of me get here so I was like really confused by that because um, typically when you talk to people like it doesn't necessarily come from that place so I was really like whoa smitten. Like, what do you do yeah I was where do you live yeah I was smitten with this energy like whoa why whoa you want to know where I come from you want to know mm-hmm. who I am well that's that's pretty crazy um, and then from there we were talking and we developed this tremendous friendship um, and then after that as soon as we took our friendship to another level we had a baby right away so <laughs> that was pretty quick <laughs> it, but like we were friends for like over a year yeah we were friends for a long time and like and like you left out the, so the details ladies <laughs> the, all the little details we got to a point where we were like talking all day every day at work and mm-hmm. like this guy I'm not saying like your relationship should be based on how the person messages you but this guy, and by this guy I mean my husband, would message me or, or even call me good night and good morning every single day. Every day. Like, I had even been, like, on vacations. <laughs> and, like, when I'm on vacation, like, I'm not on my phone. That's right. And anytime I would check my phone or turn it back on, it would be, like, <laughs> good morning, good night, good morning, good night, like, <laughs> mm-hmm. from from Nico. So he was very consistent. Um, but maybe what we'll do is we'll hop on live to like give the full details of our story because that could that's like a whole yeah it's a long it's not that straightforward like it's it will take some time to maybe get maybe we through. should make a Bollywood movie out of it okay let's do it I'll practice my dance moves <laughs> <laughs> you've been practicing it seems like uh-huh. so um, so there was something that I was looking up um, and it's the importance of meeting six what is called six basic human needs and I typically hate like making things so you know 
boxed and mm-hmm. putting labels on things, but it's actually an interesting concept. So um, Tony Robbins discovered this um, through over 40 years of experience that there are six human needs that fun- fundamentally affect the way we make choices. Mm-hmm. So many of our behaviors are based on which of your needs are or are not being met. Depending on which of the human needs are foremost in your personality, you could be spending a lot of your time consciously or subconsciously trying to meet one or two of them. And I guess like this part of it is not necessarily just related to being in a relationship. It's also important for the relationship with yourself. Right. Um, I often see people posting things, you know, I always refer to what people post about because like ultimately aside from you and I, like, I feel like we're very detached from that world. We don't take it personally, Yeah. but people are so consumed by it that they look for relationship advice from the internet and like memes and stuff. And it's not always a bad thing. No. But when you see um, something like what I saw the other day was, I want a partner that I can explore childhood traumas with and blah, 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 blah. And like, okay, but make sure you're exploring that on your own first, not looking to get in a relationship to trauma bond. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Because if neither of you have done any of the work before and you're getting together just to do that, that's not going to be... A successful romantic relationship necessarily mm-hmm. or you know relationship in general because you're using looking for somebody to do that with why can't you do it on your own yeah and, and that's me rambling about that but <laughs> no and and i i appreciate that i think that you have to be doing something for yourself and we just had this conversation the other day about how you know my happiness um although you definitely contribute to that that's not your responsibility like i have a responsibility as as a human being as an individual to do things that make me happy and do things that you know and do things that i want to do and do things that are important to me so i think that to your point like if you see me doing something or if you see me doing the work on something or if i'm trying to work on myself it's coming from a place of like i'm really trying to do work and i'm trying to Mm -hmm. grow from this situation um and oftentimes that's when you'll probably find the best support because um people aren't it's it's not based on any reason like it's not yeah. a stepping stone it's like yeah. you're doing this and and how can i support what you're doing because you're going to do it regardless mm-hmm. right so mm-hmm. yeah facts so the six human needs i'm going to go through them let's do it are number one certainty um assurance you can avoid pain but gain pleasure okay uh two uncertainty slash variety the need for the unknown change and new stimuli i feel like that's one of your human needs <laughs> In a good way. Yeah. Three, significance. Feeling unique, important, special, or needed. Four, connection slash love. A strong feeling of closeness or union with someone or something. Five, growth. An expansion of capacity, capability, or understanding. And number six, contribution. A sense of service and focus on helping, giving to, and supporting others. I feel like all of them. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But if I'm really going to like narrow it down i think i absolutely number two need number two uncertainty and variety the need for the unknown change and new stimuli yeah um and that doesn't mean um you know material like a new house and this and that it's just adventure time adventure time and the way we explore each other and and appreciate each other's like different phases we go through and stuff right um that's change that's uncertainty significance feeling unique important special or needed like i don't need that exterior validation even from you because i i have it for myself i know i'm unique yeah in a good way (laughs) um connection and love absolutely um 
which is a strong feeling of closeness or union with someone or something. And I even like in my friendships, it's all or nothing. Mm-hmm. Like I don't have acquaintances that I continue to fuck with, you know, yeah. like I'll fuck with them from far and have love for them, but it's not people that I want to have this strong of a union with. Yeah. Um, and also growth, like literally all of them aside from, no, literally a, a bit of all of them. Yeah. Growth. Um, and contribution. I guess now this kind of opens up our eyes in a sense that, like like I said, it's not about confining yourself to some of these or all of them or whatever. For but sure. it gives you a good reason to explore what your needs are, you know, based on each of these categories. Yeah, and, and I don't think that the needs are always um, the same, right? So, like, no. some days you may be looking for certainty and significance, while other days you may be looking for that love connection or some That's growth, right? right? So... Um, I think the most important the most important part about it is being aware of these things, right? Being aware of what the hu- what your human needs are, um, and it's really connected with like self self awareness as well, right? Because like if you understand how you're feeling and if you understand that you know this is one of your human needs, um, then you won't necessarily be so worried or concerned by it. Like you can embrace yeah. it properly, right? And, and understand it. Yeah, and understand that because I think understanding is a lot. It paves the way a lot for great conversation, but also like growth and connectivity together you know yeah and it's funny because one of the human needs that i just by reading this i kind of like realized i feel i need to cater to more often is something we were just talking about the other day um is my need for newness Mm. and it's not like new things it's more so human experience right and that doesn't take away that I'm very present in what I'm experiencing in the moment. Of course. But sometimes my mind, I'm just like, I'm ready for something different right now. I'm ready for something. And it's almost like I know what I need because if I sit with it, I can pinpoint exactly what I'd like to do or what I'd like to feel or experience. Right. So I have become more intuitive and in tune with my own needs and things like that. I'm just more so now exploring how to execute it in healthy ways and like appropriate ways yeah and, and i think that that's crucial like you the one of the key things that i picked up from what you said is like sit with it right so like when you sit with it and you you understand how to digest something properly um i think that that you know that can inform what you want to do next because I, a lot of times um yeah just I, I i find a lot of times if you don't sit with it or, or take a moment at least uh, to kind of digest what's going on, you can make the wrong decision or you could be unsure or uneasy about going forward. And like, I don't know about you, but whenever I go forward with something and I'm uncertain about it, like it's a struggle the whole way through, you know? Yeah. Uh, when I approach something from a place of like, I'm feeling positive, I'm confident, and I, I'm trusting my intuition and my gut, um, then that's the case. Because honestly, like, as long as you trust your gut, you can never go wrong. It's so true. It's so true. So well said, my love. And I realized that we didn't answer the second part of Brown of somebody's <laughs> <laughs> question um they asked how did you know that the person we were the one or how did you know i was the one how did i know you were the one uh it's a feeling like i can't describe it you're just like you're my person like it's um it it, it just it's a connection that's like stronger than anything and it's like i felt like we were family like right away as soon as we were together mm-hmm. i thought to myself okay well mm-hmm. this is i've, I've found my person and, mm-hmm. and and i feel good like it's like a puzzle piece finding its perfect piece you know it's so funny because like when we first met um like you it sounds so corny but i had a, i got a feeling like i got a feeling that's a nice gonna be a good night <laughs> 
Oh my god, please. I'm sorry. I'm Young. sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Please. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. You got a feeling? <laughs> it's too much. Um but like not just a feeling that tonight was going to be a good night, but also the feeling was not something irrational. The feeling was, wow, this person is going to be very, very important to me. Mm-hmm. Like this person has a purpose in my life. And I only have felt that way about less than a handful of people, like for different reasons, you of know, course. not just for romantic reasons, for friendships, for sisterhood, for whatever. Um, and how you and I'm going to make it more literal for people because I feel like people genuinely ask, how did you know? And they're genuinely looking for that feeling when they're with somebody, you know, mm-hmm. you honestly know when you have no doubts, when you're not questioning it, when you're not wondering, is this right? When you're not wondering, how do I, how do I know? Because you do, you won't think about it. You'll just know. And it sounds so, so cliche, but it's a fact like Nico and I got to a point where I'm like, I literally told him, like, you know, I, we, I can't even get into the specifics because that has to go with the whole story <laughs> of us. But, but the one thing I'll say is, like, and, and, and I agree with you, is that have you ever had that moment in your life, like, when you were younger and you're like, how do I know how to breathe? Like, how do I know how to breathe? You don't tell yourself to breathe. It's so true. And, and, and when I was a kid, I used to think, and then I start to focus on my breathing and I'll get all out of breath and shit. Yeah, like, this is uh, weird. Am I, this, yeah, do I, this is do weird. I take I'm, deeper yeah, breaths or like, longer breaths? Yeah, or? what am I, why, why is this so difficult when I'm focusing on it? And that's just the thing is that like, at one, one day, um, everything stopped going from like, how do I handle this thing to how do we handle these things? Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just, it was just a very natural, natural and organic progression where it's like, well, this is my person and we're just going to ride and figure shit out. And like, when things are difficult, you don't change the way you feel. When things are great, you still feel the same way you feel. Like, that's one thing that's always consistent about how I've always felt about you. Is just like, okay, how do we do this now? What are we going to do now? Yeah. Um, whereas, I, like, some people are like, oh, well, you know, what am I going to do? All uh, this, that. And, like, yeah, I agree. you know, not to say that we're not individuals, but at the same point, it's just like, um, yeah, when you know, you know. It's just corny as that. Yeah. It's like we we know that regardless of anything or other exterior factors and this and that, like, we want it to be us mm-hmm. um, So that answers that And I wanted to ask a couple more questions Go for it Let's That I it. found that I, that I want, would want to ask um, What about our relationship makes you really happy? Mm, um, seeing you um, Happy and thriving and growing And like continuing to be this person that inspires me Really? Yeah That's what makes you happy about our relationship What about you? What makes me happy about our relationship, and I, again, I, I will say it a million times a day, is where we are with our communication. Mm. And because I need I have a need to be very honest with everything, um, for me to be able to be completely honest with you, even if it hurts either one of us, mm-hmm. like, it makes me, I experience enough, like, you know, mom guilt and stuff as a mom. I don't experience guilt in our relationship Good. because of our honesty. Some people's lead with their ego right so that's more important for them and if that hurts their ego then they're out right away yeah whereas we will sit there and be like fuck well fuck okay okay and it's always like and when we do present certain things to each other we do try to come with a solution as well what we think might help yeah or we make it a point to figuring that out together of course so that's what makes me happy like our communication i'm glad yeah Hmm. um 
What did you think when you first met me? I should have asked that first. What did you think when you first met me? Oh, I was, I was, uh, I am entranced in a spell, I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they call me on these streets. <laughs> um, I thought that you were just a really genuine person. And um, this is not, uh, this, I, I don't mean for this to come out of the wrong way. Like you're, you're a stunning stunning beautiful woman so just like say it just say it <laughs> <laughs> so when uh when you see somebody that's beautiful like that it's very 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 rare that they're as humble and down to earth and like open to all types of communication and conversation um typically people are a bit more guarded in those circumstances or they're a bit more driven by ego um so you being just so open and, and being so true to who you are um coupled with the fact that you're, you're stunning um yeah that's what i thought when i first met you god well damn. you know when you're a queen walking around cousins <laughs> <I'm kidding. laughs> thank you my love i really appreciate that you know those are like the type of compliments i like the ones uh, that speak to that more are about like your soul and who you are as a person. Mm-hmm. That's true. Um, and what I thought when I first met you. <laughs> Who's this French Polynesian fella? <laughs> <laughs> no, because I didn't even like, I didn't notice you right away, but we were waiting in line to pay. I was paying for my lunch mm-hmm. and you complimented my jacket. Sure did, yeah. Nice Standing jacket. right beside, right behind me in the line and I had to like turn around to see you. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, excuse me, I really like your jacket. It was a black leather jacket with gold buttons and zippers. So, you know, it was fly. It was a fly jacket. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just turned and, and thought, thanks. And in that moment, immediately, I, I turned away right away. <laughs> but in that moment, I'm like, what a genuine, like, warm person. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what a sweet man. Like, that's what I thought. Imagine if we're together and I just collect jackets. Like, I have a closet full of different leather jackets, <laughs> different types of jackets. I'm just, like, super into jackets. Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> so I wasn't special. Um. Um, one difference between us that I absolutely love is, um, you know, uh, what I would say is that I- I'm not as spiritual as you probably. Um, but at the same point, I can appreciate it. Right? And like define spiritual because I feel like even with that we have a lot of similarities. We have a lot of similarities, but I mean like you feel more connected to uh, like you feel more connection to things, right? Like energies, and you're more sensitive to energies than I am. I would say, um, and it's something that I've I've really learned to appreciate is like kind of starting to feel people's energies and kind of understanding what that means when the energy changes in a room and, and picking up on those things. Um, whereas previously I probably didn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm, cool. And, you know, like, not everybody will feel the energies the same way. No, that's true. Too. Like, I just focus on it because I feel it heavily. Mm-hmm. Um, and it can affect mine. So I've, that's why I've learned to navigate it a bit more. Good. Um, one difference between us that I absolutely love. I just feel like another thing that's put out there is that opposites attract. And it's not always the case. But I feel like even though we have a lot of similarities, we are also pretty opposite and just the type of people we are. Mm. Um, you're like the calm to my crazy, but like good crazy, <laughs> you know? Um, and when we first met, like you talked so much, mm-hmm. like so, so much, which actually taught me that I like listening more. Right. You know, so, but now it's when we're together, like we both just blah, 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 like we're talking to each other's heads off. Yeah. But I don't know. I just love like our different levels of chill. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Definitely. Um, I feel like we just have the perfect little mixture. Um, what's one similarity between us that you absolutely love? Mm. 
One similarity is that we both are very outwardly affectionate, mm -hmm. especially with especially with our daughter, right? So like, yeah. that's one thing that like our daughter is probably the most mushy person because like, we're always very like outwardly affectionate. I think that that's, that's something true. that that I love about us. That's really similar. I agree with you. Good. I agree with it. Well, that's that's wrapped up. Yep. Perfect. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, what is your favorite place to be with me? I mean the bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> oh my lanta. Um you know honestly <laughs> uh, my favorite place to be with you is really just um anywhere where you're in your element where like you're you're thriving and and um you you feel comfortable and you feel at, at home. So anywhere tropical? Anywhere tropical or even if we have a quiet moment alone um in those moments that's my favorite place to be with you because uh, that's when we get to just take a, a a moment to chill and just like exist, you know? Me too. And I I know I say it like almost every night, but when we go to bed every night, guys. I told you the bedroom. <laughs> aside from that part, we fall asleep snuggling like every night. And I know snuggling is not for any everybody genuinely. Like some people can't sleep and like be touched, but it's so cozy and safe feeling. And also this is going to get a lot of men in trouble or a lot of partners in trouble in general. My husband rubs my back or my feet every single night and i don't mean like half ass like he gives me a back rub like a full on and if we're on the couch watching something or just hanging out he will get lotion or oil and rub my feet mm -hmm. and um that's one of my favorite places to be <laughs> <laughs> on the receiving end of that of course and you know but i'm an old lady now so i need i need that realignment in the spine and all that you know i got you what's your favorite non-physical quality about me mm. Um, you know, you make me laugh. You make me laugh a lot. We laugh a lot. Um, so, you know, it's funny. And we, we kind of have a specific type of humor. Like, almost everything's an inside joke, but it's so fucking funny to me, you know? Oh, my God. That's so true. Um, I think my favorite non-physical quality about you, aside from the ones I mentioned earlier, which are my absolute favorite, is um, the way you let your guard down with me when we're like at home and we can have those laugh attacks mm -hmm. like every single night young we'd be laughing about some shit yep. like punching the air laughing like crying black laughing as i call it you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny because i've been black laughing mm -hmm. um as they call it as they call it so relatable um maybe i'll just go to the very last one let's hear it let's wrap this let's wrap this up um how do you want to be remembered? Not by everybody, but like by your family. For future kids and all that. Knock on wood 2020, inshallah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I want to be remembered um, as just myself. Like just somebody who was present, like actually present in the moment. Um, somebody that was loving and, and just there for, there for anybody that, that needed me, uh, especially from a family perspective. So that's the main thing for me that I think I, I, I want to be remembered by is just that. That's a good one. What about you, my love? I want to be remembered for my heart. Mm -hmm. Aside from everything. Aside from my unmatched fashion and great <laughs> cooking. And, and humbleness as well, yeah. And, you know, ability to paint nails phenomenally. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Um, and, you know, hairstyling for my toddler. But uh, besides all those skills and... I, I I just really want to be remembered for my heart and like I guess just I guess that means who I am genuinely okay. um, and I thought I was gonna make that the last question but I have another question for you what's that what did love look like for you when you were growing up 
versus, you know, what you witnessed um, versus what we have now? Yeah, I mean, a lot of the love that I saw, like, from a romantic perspective um, was probably informed by, like, movies and shit that I would watch when I was a kid and, and whatnot. Any specific because, one ring a bell? Oh, no, but, like, you know, you're watching Ninja Turtles and there's, like, <laughs> April O'Neil or, like, you're watching Power Rangers. and like, That's why you always bring the, me pizza. The, the, the pink Power Ranger, like, you know, it was informed by, like, this, like, oh, you know, Topanga situation. Um, that's kind of what romantic love was probably when I was growing up because mm. my parents were divorced. So my mom didn't have a lot of those relationships. Like, I mean, she had relationships. She got remarried and all that. But like, I never really saw that romance in the classic sense. So like a lot of the love that I received was like my mom showing me that like she's always going to be there and ride for me like no matter what. Mm. So like that's kind of what it looked like for me. But now um, it's kind of a mix of those things like me showing up, but then also like being very affectionate and like doing those things for you that mm -hmm. I know make you happy or, or I know will, will lighten your day a little bit. I think me and you do a great job at, or you and I do a great job at um, providing our family mm -hmm. with things that we necessarily didn't see or, or have in our childhood. And I think that's something that we've also learned in the last four years is like how to address what we need, even though it looked different when we were younger. Yeah. Um, which I think we're doing a great job at tending to our inner child. Because if you ask me that question, it's like, what love where? Yeah. What's that? You know, and there 100%. were different ways to show it, especially being the child of an immigrant, like, mm -hmm. you know, food. Roof over your head. Yeah. And <laughs> roof over our head and fruit, like, you know, yeah. Um, or like my dad would take us swimming like that was his way of being like you know I love doing this with you guys like this is my one thing I'm gonna do all week yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah and I think we do a great job at creating like a loving home now mm -hmm. by showing affection like verbally physically maybe we do like a, a overpour of affection and love but sometimes yeah and, and it's I, just you feel it like i swear people walk through our door and they're always like oh my god i love the vibe in here it's love yeah and, and i That's mean you feeling since our last episode uh to tie it back uh, you know i just try to be i try to focus on love languages right and uh understand what your love language is and understand that like try to make sure that those needs are met as well um because i want you to feel love right because i love you and if i'm not if you're not feeling loved, then I feel like I'm not communicating appropriately. So mm -hmm. just being mindful of the love languages that you communicate to me and trying to incorporate that in what we do. All right. All right. Um, <laughs> yeah. Matthew McConaughey. All right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, let us know if you have any questions or comments. Share them um, under our Instagram post promoting this episode yeah and my love i'll let you say something and i'll let you close it off because you my co-host today uh, go ahead zeddy okay happy valentine's to everybody and if you don't have somebody um that's with you then love yourself enjoy thank you for listening make you you sit down and and and, and make you and 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 make sure you finish all your food quickly and the rest to miss bedtime and the rest everyone will miss bedtime and everyone will miss bedtime. Got it. And every and so so you eat faster like me and I already finished my food and a good night. I hope you have a nice weather.